Welcome on in to the first edition of Molly and Ali's Godcast. One hour of the most beautiful music and talk of worship. With myself, Ali Turner, and my cohort, Molly. Molly, we, we can't call it God. What do you call it? God, a Godcast. Godcast. Yeah, but everybody has a podcast out. Yeah, but so I thought if we're going to stand out from the crowd, and that's what Jesus wants, stand out from the crowd. Joseph and his amazing Technicolor dream coat. Was it techno or techno techno color? I don't know. I don't think there was techno color back in them days. I mean, if you think about it, if if it was just a musical with techno music, and it's he came a very out, different story. If he came out wearing that coat. I mean, <laughs> I go, so, go to see that. Are we not going to call no, it? No, a God? no, come on, kill that, kill that, kill that. All right. Well, how can we be clever then and call it something that isn't just? Oh, here's another podcast. Like everyone is doing podcasts. I know. Can I be completely honest? Go on. Have you ever listened to one? Um, I'm starting to listen to a few, but I was talking to one of the lads, uh, um, Matthew, and he told me there's some lads making serious, serious money out of podcasts. How do you mean making serious money? Like they've got people who will sponsor them. Spotify will pick it. If, like if it's good enough, sponsor, Spotify will pick it up and they'll pay you endless amounts of money. Really? So I'm only in this for the cash, if we can make it. But apparently podcasts have to be interesting. They have to have subjects and you have to have your homework done. So, so far. Well, that's us gone then, isn't it? <laughs> the, the intro was very boring. It was God music. Oh, now we're talking. So this is Joseph and his amazing... Techno, color, dream coat. It's a very different musical. How's it going? I need to see your tickets there, please. Mitzi here with you on the radio. Welcome into our podcast. You don't well, need a cloakroom ticket. Um, so we need a topic then to talk about that. What about farming? Would that not be uh, a, a good Jesus one? Jesus Christ. But there's a load of those no, uh, companies gonna, no, that would no, give no. us money. like Delta, it's all done. It's not... No. Well, we have a farming show on the radio anyway, so Dude. we can't really go stealing Keith's thunder. Let, let's talk about something that's, that's, that's topical. I mean, something... Okay, well, I, you probably heard this this morning that some uh, people who work in, I think it's either the city council, who work in the environmental section, have just won 5.3 million. Ten, really? ten people. Over half a million each. Yeah. That's great money, isn't it? Not worth... Would they see... Would it get them to Christmas? What can you buy for 500000 nowadays? Can I just ask you the question? And this has been completely, I want you to be brutally honest. Go on. If you were one of those 10 people, I know half a million is a lot of money, and it is. But would you kind of say, oh, well, I didn't win it on my own? Yes or no? Yeah, the very fact that you're having to share it now. Yeah. And you probably had an opportunity. And even the person doing that syndicate, I'm sure they had all those tickets in their hand going into the shop. And they're thinking bad thoughts, impure thoughts about, I wonder should I even let them know? Print out another heap of tickets and say, geez, no, that one didn't win, lads. And then just disappear with the 5.4 million. You'd have no luck for it though, would you? I think you'd have a lot of fun. <laughs> what, I wouldn't be bothered about luck at that stage. You see, the problem here now is those people, those 10 people are, like they've probably known each other for quite some time because it's a syndicate. So now the problem is, if one of them wants to go completely mad, 
you know, as in just completely bonkers, have a five-day party, buy the big flashy car, flashy-ish for that price, but now they kind of have to follow in the footsteps. Like 10 people, that's 10 different personalities. Like, for example, if you won it, you might do one thing and I do something completely different. And then six months down the road, you're looking at your friend going, he still has his and, well, mine's gone. So there's there's almost like rules now with it, isn't there? Whereas if you won it all on your own, you could do whatever they want. If you, you could just do anything. But now that you've got 10 people, they probably know each other's husbands and wives and the kids and the whole lot. What you're saying, all 10 will now be compared to one another based on what they do with their half million. I think so, yeah. Yeah. You could have some very straight-laced, sensible people or you could have some people who will just go, let's let's go techno land. Let's party. Let's party hard. Let's party hard. And another lad going buying shares. Yeah. There's no crack in buying shares, is there? No, our chairs. Do you know how much I saw a chair for recently? And I thought it was a whole set. 200 euro. 250 euros. London. And I, <laughs> I thought it was for the entire set. For one kind of comfortable armchair type thing? No, it was for a dining room chair. And then it had one of these big rings, like, you know, those, uh, like an earring. Oven ring. No. No, those really big, like big design. earrings. You know, the big hooli earrings on the back of it. And I didn't know what that was there for because is it to lift it up? Surely when you're lifting up a seat, you just plop it in. But 250 quid. So there was... Uh, so fa- you need six of them? Six of those. And a mahogany table. Do the maths. That's 1500, is it? It's not far off. Am I right? Well, that's just for the chairs. Yeah, before you even put anything on the Six table. chairs sitting around. I know. Got above. So what are we going to call the podcast anyway? I don't know. I was thinking about look, though. Um, this is a bit of What time are you playing to? Winning streak. <laughs> There's our techno. If you were on winning streak with Marty, would you be yourself or would you... I don't want to say it, but the most people that go on to that, you kind of have to pretend to be a bit of a peck, don't you? Uh, like you have, to, you have to tell all your friends and family and neighbours to do out signs, go up on a minibus, and then start waving at a camera because there's a lad floor manager there telling you that's what you have to do. Apparently the Winning Streak studio is tiny. Like, you, you literally wouldn't put 20 people in it. Is it a curse though being on Winning Streak? Because, it, okay, right, if you win the lotto... You can, you know, you don't have to tell, any, tell anybody about it. But if you go on winning streak, and if you win big, bearing in mind you can win anything up to two hundred and fifty grand on winning streak. Yeah, but like everybody who's the knows last person you saw. But you, that? but there's even forty grand. One tiny little slot on a wheel with like a thousand slots. Forty grand, you win it. You're back home. Next thing, knock on the door. Hello, hello there. Um, my name is Father Willie. Hello, Father Willie. How, how, how can I do for you? Things aren't great at the moment in the monastery. Uh, the storm the last day blew in the roof. There's five priests down there and we do work saving puppies that knit and they have to go to a hospital and we could really do with a little donation. It's just that I saw you on the telly the other night and <laughs> you did well. What do you say to Father Willie? <laughs> I know what I'd like to say to him. Yeah, there's a lot of willy jokes you could throw in right there. There but is I won't. no, no. So what? Like, so what would you do? You know, with that ultimate question, what would you do if you won the lotto? You, you, I mean, you'd be haunted, wouldn't you? I think you would. It would be a curse. Some way. You'd have to be very, very, very. What are you looking at? Begging letters, is it? Neighbors. 
as you said. Yeah, but you, you like you kind of have to look after. If you've got siblings, you'd have to look after them. Would you though? Are you kind of would? And bearing in mind, what is it? You're only allowed to give thirty-two grand tax-free. I often go ask the question: Could you just like buy a house, buy a big, big house, and just you know let them live in it? You know, you could buy a house worth, you know, if you won big, like if you won one hundred and fifty million or something. You're a millions job. You could wait. You could buy each of your family a house, and just have them in your name and let them live there, and pay all the tax on that. That'd be all right. That'd be one way of doing it, wouldn't it? Well, I suppose it would. Because you couldn't put cash into their account. Well, Barrett, after 32k, then they're, they're taxed on it, Ollie. You seem to know an awful lot about this. I don't. You seem to be very specific with the numbers <laughs> and the figures on inheritance tax. I think we both know, because you know as well as I do, that every time I go to... Even when we go down to Knox's for our the little omelette, when I decide to pay with card, you kind of run and hide. There's a nervousness about that transaction because nobody ner- really knows <laughs> is it going to actually happen. <laughs> but the nervousness is should be from me and not from you. And do you know what another thing that really drives me nuts is now that we're being judged by... Mary Faye. No. <laughs> we're being judged by... You know this thing now when you go up to pay for something but with your ATM card? It's almost like you're waiting to get in the pearly gates of heaven. You've got this young fella who's, how's it going? And you could buy something. It could be worth three euros or 103 euros. Now, nine times out of ten when I'm using my debit card, I know that there's money in it. So I'm not going to go up if there isn't. But for those few seconds, until they're waiting for that little ding and the little, you know, the little correct sign comes up and authorised. I feel like that I'm in front of Mary Faye or in front of St. Peter going, this next three seconds is going to determine the rest of my life. And then they look at you and they go, yeah, that's fine. Is there any better feeling though, Mal, that when that green tick happens, it's lovely. and you go and you're going to go, well, do you know what? I've just done my little bit for world economics. <laughs> I've just kept that big wheel turning. <laughs> but isn't it terrible that, I don't know, do you feel the same way? And it's just like, oh, that, those three, uncomfortable three seconds. And then you feel like that everybody in behind is looking in over your shoulder wondering, did he get the? Did he get that correct, or did he get? Did he get the? Uh, 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 uh. What do you do though? I mean, this is the thing: when your card is declined, and let's be fair, ninety-nine times out of a hundred, it's because you've no money in it. Faint. That's been my experience. Faint. Is that what you do? Faint. Watch out where you're going to faint, because if you're cheese and onion, chickadees, monster munch, head towards those, they're going to break your fall. If the pallet gets behind you then you, you could be in trouble. But I find fainting has gotten me out of a lot of situations in my life. Yeah. There's always a stand of vapes as well nearby. There is. Um, you want to try and avoid them. <laughs> or you could just grab one and have a little quick, you know, like your final vape before you hit the ground. Quick inhalation before yeah. you check out. Yeah. At the checkout. The only other problem about fainting then as well is if somebody thinks that you're gone too far and that you need CPR and then you open up your eyes uh, do you remember giant haystacks? Yeah, there's a thirty-stone man kneeling on your chest. He hasn't brushed his teeth ever. He's not, but the few teeth he has are they're they're black. They're no that they're that black, yellowy, decaying mode. And, and he's, that's what's looking down on you. And he's with drool. Yeah, and it's a bit like when you're a young fella, when you were in bed and you were dreaming, and you know that moment where you thought Pamela Anderson was going to just lean in across. And give you the kiss of life. That never happened. It didn't, but in your dreams it did. It happened in my dreams. Well, most Tuesdays, most nights, between the ages of 
13 and well now and 15 (laughs) but you know that moment where there's and there's always amusement and they about and then you wake up and this fella's on you so be very careful but that's what I hate is is that moment where you're you're being judged by the commercial money turning machine that is now in your card but some people do come up with great excuses you know that that best actor award nomination at there's plenty of money in it I mean, the only reason it's being rejected, it's you. Turn it back on the... Yeah. The, it's obviously there's a problem with your machine. Machine there, try it yeah. again. Or then the really good salespeople behind the counter, they take you out of the hole. We've been having problems with these card machines all week. They're you know? nice, yeah. Um, you just, you're just going to have to give me cash. Or if they know you, sure, look, at you, you can drop it in again later on. It's it's our fault. I know the, the, the card isn't just isn't being read. Does that still happen in places, drop it in later on? I think you'd have to know the person pretty well. You'd have to know them very well. They'd have to be reliable, do you know? What do you think that person really thinks though? Even though if they are getting you out of a hole and just let's say because it is possible there could be it could be the card's fault it could be a technical problem but if that person either they're very nice and are getting you out of an embarrassing moment or do they do you think that they still know in the back of their head that they're kind of going this lad hasn't a pot to piss on. Yeah. I think they're thinking exactly that. Yeah. The poor old creature. It did happen to me once um, in uh, Tony Kelly's um, out there just on the way out to Ballybrish. You know, beside the race course there. <laughs> and even now I feel like that you're judging me when I tell you this. And look at me, listen when I say this. There was money in my account, <laughs> but it just hadn't gone through properly. Will you hear this? So I got something like 20 quid's worth of diesel and at the time I was smoking and I bought a box of fags and I think it came to something like 34 or something or bloody blah, blah and the carriage wouldn't work and I said to your man I said listen I'm just after to that has to work he says I tried it two or three times he said I'm sorry and I had to give him back the box of fags but the diesel was already in the car and I said look at I sorted it out but there was a woman behind me and I don't know who she was I, I don't know if I I think I'm I don't know but she offered to pay. She offered to pay. She goes, there you go. And she handed up me two twenty euro notes. I said, no, you're grand. I said, I'll just pop. And at the time, I didn't have online banking. So I rang out, ran out to the car and drove off. <laughs> I didn't drive off. I rang up the bank and they said, sorry about that. We just hadn't put it into the account that you wanted. And then I went in and paid for it. So some nice people out there. But then I went back in going to your man, na, 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 in your face. Kind of, yeah. he thought I had nothing. Pop. What other kind of excuses have you heard? Have you? Have you? Has it ever happened to you? It has happened. Yeah, has it? Has, it? it has happened. Yeah, with the, the just the for whatever reason the card is rejected. Did you feel rejected when the card was rejected? No, it was just one of those. Actually, it happens a couple of times where you go in on a specific day after you presume that your wages or whatever has gone in, and as you say, once or twice, it hasn't happened long too often in twenty years. But once or twice, they may not have gone in. And then you're left completely short and you're caught on the hop. Yeah. That's happened once or twice. And especially if you're paying a big bill. Do you know what I mean? If you're presuming that there's a couple of hundred euros in your account and then you go and you try and pay for that. That's You don't mind. Surely, you know, you'd, have, you'd come up with the four euros fifty for the large sausage roll, the jam bun, the scone, bottle of water. And the free advertiser. 
But money's it's, it means nothing anymore, does it? Everything seems to be like you know we get our wages in, and then I always do feel when you get the wages in, you, you do feel a bit you know, wow, look at me, I've got I'm cash. I'm flush. I'm flush. And then, but the time all your direct debits and standing orders go out, and then you look and you kind of go, Jesus. Yeah, by by Sunday you're <clears throat> back to square one, especially when it's festival time which it is at the moment, because money yeah. just absolutely goes hand over fist. Especially if you've got young relatives or you have a young daughter, you bring her up the town. Let's say they've done more festivals on at the moment. And don't get me wrong, it's great that it's back. Yeah, The hurdy-gurdies are in town. Right. The amusements. London. How much? Every spin is like two euros, four euros, that type of thing. And one spin is no good. Like they want four or five spins. Then they want candy floss. Then they want popcorn. Then they want to drink. Get me an ice cream. All that adds up. It does. What you need to do, it's a bit like, you know, people who are organised. So if you have the conversation with your child first before you go in and say, it's a bit like people who like to put themselves on a budget when they go on a night out. And there are people like this. So they will say, right, I know the week that's ahead of me. I'm going out tonight for a few pints. I'm going to bring 45 euros with me. I'm going to leave my ATM card at home because I know how I'm getting home. And that's it. I have 45 euros. When that's gone, I'm out the gap. I'm going home. Now, you can be very disciplined. Now, I know that there's always the thing, you know, you can ask one of your friends or blah, blah, blah. But if you're very disciplined, you can do that. And I think it's the same with kids. So recently, I brought my little one into uh, Curry's. Isn't it Curry's out in, in, in Salt Hill? The fun park. So you get something like 20 tokens. For 20 euros, you get 20 tokens and you get five free. So I just said to her, right... We have 25 tokens. Most of the rides take three tokens. So let's walk around. And in fairness for a five-year-old, she, I explained it out, said, these are the rides that you can go on your own with or daddy can come up with you. So we did the waltzers together and we did the Caterpillar uh, roller coaster, which is... Um, is it fast? Fast enough now, but you know, when you'd be used to, well, I've only been up in a handful of roller coasters. There was a, two Americans in front of it, in front of us on it, and they weren't that impressed because <laughs> it only goes up about maybe three fo- foot. No, no, it goes up about maybe three or four meters high, I'd say. You but get, it's for babies, like it's for kids, small kids. Well, there was two adults in front of us, isn't it? The young teenagers, they yeah. like the big whoopy doopy ones. Yeah. And uh, that was it. Once the 20, once we hit the token stone, Game over. Out the gap. Out the gap. That's fair enough. Yeah. And a pizza then afterwards. Lovely. Lovely. But down in Demore Festival, so the market day is on the Thursday. So they've got a couple of the stalls down there where you have to hook a duck. Now basically <laughs> hooking a duck is like a big basin of water with loads of yellow ducks and they've got hooks on them. And you win with your long stick from behind a barrier and if you hook a duck with a certain number you get a prize. And the prize is normally a small cuddly toy that they got somewhere in the Indian subcontinent for four cent and you think you've you've beaten them. <laughs> uh, then you've knocked the cans. So three cans. I mean this... this I, but everything you've said so far, you, you know, you can interpret that in a completely different way because we played a similar game called Hook the Duck uh, with very large sticks in Amsterdam years ago but a completely different game. Was it? Can't talk about it. Amsterdam tells me enough of what was involved. Now you're going on about what? Bring your own cans. An adult team. No, this is like literally three cans stacked <laughs> up and you have to stand back from the barrier. They give you this small little sponge ball and you have to knock the cans. 
You're never now the trick here is <laughs> to switch balls so that you, you just <laughs> he thinks you're throwing this soft little sponge ball that isn't going to knock a can I mean it's just not I just replace it with a ball of concrete and now see those cans scatter I want my teddy bear and I want that one up there in the top left and of course lads who are into GA would be very good at being able to swap the balls it's a bit like the last puck of the game middle of November the one schlitzer has been used the dry ball comes in then in the towel Maroyan. he comes in the towel wipes the, 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 the hurley stick for the player and then and the whole crowd knows it the referee knows it the umpires know it but it's a game and, and it's yeah, a game and then it's the old switcheroo people play along and, <laughs> and then this miraculous 65 yard cut was a perfectly an actual warm ball that just came out of the microwave flies an extra 40 yards over the bar winning score climber daily laughing Sleight of hand is great. I often think, you talk about the festivals or going into the races, that'd be a great week uh, in Ballybrush. But the three-car trick, lad. I couldn't find him. I looked for him and I couldn't find him. Find a lady, sir. Find a lady. And he's thrown out the three cards. You know how they do that, don't you? Do you? Well, I'd imagine it's... I've I've asked Keith Barry about it because he comes in here before and he was like laughing at me, you absolute amateur. I said, like, obviously they're trying to distract you from where the queen is, is going to be. So three cards from a, a deck of cards. One of them is a queen. The two of them could be like 10 and a 7. He'll turn them up first. So they, oh, there you are. Then he'll turn them face down. Shuffle them around. Right, find a lady. And no matter what you do, you can't find the lady. Or he'll let you get find the lady once or twice. Once and or then twice. when it gets to the crunch, there's no lady. So he was telling me, there's no lady at all. So what they do is they keep one of the cards in the palm. It's very cleverly done. So he actually has four cards. And the lady is always stuck underneath his palm. Wow. And so it doesn't matter if you turned all three, you're not going to get the lady. And they do it very quick as well. Oh, sure. It's and they're talking like, they're, they're talking to you, they're, conti- you know, there's always... They're distracting yeah, you. Yeah, distracting the whole time. But it's the same concept as what Keith Barry does. It's that mentalism where you're, you're just, as you say, diverting people's attention over here because this is where I want you to be. Meanwhile, over here on this other side, I'm actually, you know, pulling off this stroke. Yeah. Do you have the the roulette? Uh, it's just called the roulette. Is the that, wheel. Yeah, is that down there? No. They used to have that in Ballygar. The Ballygar Festival. The Ballygar Carnival is on as well yeah. this week. And, and they've had a tremendous week. And do they have hurdy-gurdies there as well? They have. Yeah. Some people don't know what hurdy-gurdies are, by the way. They have other names for it, amusements. They're basically the, the bumpers, the, the, you know, the merry-go-rounds or the roundabouts, or not roundabouts. But where does the name hurdy-gurdy come from? Is I have like no a, idea. We've always called them the hurdy-gurdies. Can anybody remember, um, because the hurdy-gurdies, they had some up on the, in Ballybrit on the Sunday, uh, down where they had the Mad Hatters competition. But back in the day when we were kids and brought to the Gower races, they had hurdy-gurdies on the outside part where you didn't have to pay before you went inside. But can anybody remember, uh, what were they called? It was like a, it was like a boat... And you sat one side and the other person sat the other side and you had a rope and the way you had made it move was just by pulling this rope. And they had small ones for the younger kids. But the big ones, <laughs> how nobody died in Ballybrit is beyond me because if, and you were 10 or 11, so you didn't know what danger was. As hard as you can pull it, pull it. And like, you'd almost do a 360. <laughs> You'd almost do a 360. No safety issues, no seatbelts, no wait till the ride stops completely. And as soon as you you could get off, the next two lads come on. But it was great crack. I don't know how nobody was killed. Oh, I don't know. 
back in the day. Hurdy-gurdy is a musical instrument that dates back to medieval times, to the 10th century. It's like a, like a fiddle. Right. What was that got to do with amusements then? Anyway, that's where, that's where hurdy-gurdy came from. Listen, um, that's nearly it for our first Godcast. <laughs> we can't call it a Godcast. Come here, listen to me. Do you think anybody would listen to this? Not a notion. I don't think so. Are you going to even listen back to it? Would you listen to it? I probably would if I was driving. Um, but only because it's, you know. Well, it's not easy now for doing it because like, you have this thing that you want to be funny and you want to be... Look, this is our first one. So we just said we'd uh, off the cuff, see where we go on, go from here. I think the next time, do you know what I would like to do? Because uh, I think look, people love, you know, thinking back in memories. So we might do one with, you know, what... Memories. Well, do you remember this? This will give you a taster. Only the crumbly is flaky as chocolate. Oh, yeah. Feels like chocolate never tasted before. The ads, yeah. And what, where you are in that part of your life and what it makes you, reminds you of and, and stuff like that. Yeah, they don't make ads like that anymore. Do we tell them to, if they want to donate or give us money, is that part of, can you do that? Well, you have two options. You give it to us or give it to Father Willie. And especially any member of that 10-person syndicate up at City Council. Uh, again, don't feel that you have to spend all that money on yourself. The Molly and Nolly for do you know that's one thing I notice now Go with on. the golfers you know the professional golfers in America yeah. they're all multi-millionaires Correct. half of them going off taking Arab money as well Arab but they money. all they live golf you know <laughs> is that Arabon money or a different money no Ar- we're taking Arabon money <laughs> yeah we're <laughs> we're doing our own bit of sports washing in the morning actually that reminds me I need a shower Go on. Um, where was I going with that now you were talking about the golfers they set up a foundation so it's like a charity thing right so it's like the the Jordan Speed Foundation, the Dustin Johnson Foundation, right? The Tiger Woods Foundation, lovely, like the Molly and Ali Foundation. Won't work. Why not? Because they both know that everybody that's listening will know that we take the money. You know it, and I know it. Maybe half a percent, and we'd have to take a My few pictures. Picture. And I, I, I don't know. Like there'd have to be administration costs for running a foundation. Do you know what the cost of putting in a foundation now? <laughs> it's serious. First 40 grand rafts. They're awful dear. Um, Thank we you. started with a biblical story. We'll finish with one as well. Uh, this is on in the Borgosh Energy Theatre next week. I'm going up with Trajan to Are see you it. Are you going up? Yeah. It's our um, favourite musical. Go on, sing the first opening on you. Uh, it's Joseph and his amazing techno. 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 Techno.